Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and today we have a special one for you. The NFL Draft is right around the corner. Within a few days, we'll listen to this podcast, and uh, we're very excited about that to see uh, the next uh, group of, of rookies in the league and the impact those guys will have on fantasy football as a whole. But besides fantasy football, we're going to bring you a mock draft here, the We Know Fantasy crew, and I'm joined by uh, a slew of our members. Uh, first off, we have Steven. Steven, how are we doing today? Uh, doing good, Nate, man. I'm I'm excited to talk about some NFL draft today. I I, I just wanted to I wanted to be next Thursday already, man. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, as we're recording this, it's a week until the the draft. You'll listen to this a few days before the draft, but yeah, we're all excited here. And of course, Cody's here as well. Cody, how we doing? I'm doing great. I haven't uh, done a podcast in quite a while, so maybe be a little bit rusty here, but uh, definitely looking forward to the NFL draft. Looking forward to seeing where all these great players are going to land and where they're going to make a name for themselves in the NFL. Of course, of course. And a name and a voice familiar with mock drafts here on the We Know Fantasy Podcast Network is Justin. Justin, how we doing? What's going on, man? I think this is the third version of, of our mock draft, Nate, and we got a couple extras coming in, so I'm really looking forward to tonight. It'll be fun. Yeah, Justin, just uh, re- reference there. Him and I did a podcast, uh, what was it, probably a month and a half, two months ago, and then uh, – our most recent one came out, let's uh, see, a week before the, the NFL draft. That You can find that if you want to check that one out as well. But, yeah, four of us here, the We Know Fantasy official contributors, po- not podcast, uh, mock draft. Uh, before we hop into the thing, guys, uh, how about you follow us on social media? You can find me, Nate, uh, on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at We Know Fantasy. Steven, where can people find you? Did we lose Steven? Okay. Uh, Cody, where do people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. And Justin. You can find me on Twitter at JF Hornets25. Steven, back, where can guys, people back. find you on social media? <laughs> my bad, my bad. My mic wasn't working. Uh, you guys checking can find his mentions. me on Twitter at uh, Coach Stephen P. All right, guys. And visit our website, WeKnowFantasy.com, for some more fantasy sports content, including fantasy, NASCAR, golf, uh, basketball, baseball, anything and everything fantasy sports. We know fantasy has you covered. So for this mock draft, we're going to pick every fourth pick, essentially, with the order being Steven, myself, Justin, and Cody. Uh, pretty straightforward. This is uh, We're not going to any trade since there's four of us here. Uh, just going with the order that is at this point in time, the set order for the NFL draft. Of course, it will change by uh, next Thursday. So here we go, Steven. You have the easiest pick of the night. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't have to do anything, really, guys. Uh, it's, it's pretty obvious. The Jaguars made it pretty obvious that they're going to select Trevor Lawrence. Generational talent uh, can do it all, can make all the throws, has that rushing ability to make him more of a little bit more of a dual threat guy than uh, standard pocket pass of quarterbacks. Um, it's just what they need in this offense here. He's going to help bring the Jaguars to some kind of you know life again that we saw back in 2017. So uh, they're picking Trevor Lawrence here. Yeah, no debating that. That's uh, pretty set in stone. And I think the second pick is pretty set in stone as well. A lot of people want to go uh, not with the num- the name that you know pops up here. This is Zach Wilson's spot, in my opinion. Second-best quarterback in this draft. Uh, the Jets made it obvious. They're taking a quarterback, trading away Sam Darnold, and Zach Wilson's their guy, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with the Zach Wilson pick here. He's probably the most ready to start. I think most scouts are looking at um, Fields and Lance potentially maybe wanting to sit a year uh, to get some time under their belt, so I like it. Here at the third pick with the San Francisco 49ers, I actually read an article today 
um, that made a lot of sense. If they're going to keep Garoppolo, obviously, for the next year, and I think he may be, correct me if I'm wrong, Nate, uh, under contract for one or two more years, um, which kind of lines up perfectly with this pick. So I'm going to take Trey Lance here, and I know that's not what they're slotted for, but I think Trey Lance is a good pick. Bringing him, in, bringing him into Kyle Shanahan's offense. Kyle Shanahan is a big believer that if you have elite arm talent, he can make a quarter. He can make you into a top level quarterback into NFL level. So Trey Lance would be a good athletic pick for him here. Yeah, 49ers definitely looking for that quarterback of the future. I would say uh, Jimmy G is not going to uh, be around forever. I don't think for those guys. So moving on to Denver here. Uh, they're kind of in an interesting situation here. Uh, Atlanta, Cody. Sorry. Oh, Atlanta. Oh, okay. yeah, we have yeah, a little right. mix up here from our yeah, yeah, from our go. last okay. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So yeah, Atlanta at number four. Right. Uh, there have been rumbles of them, you know, potentially going quarterback here, and I, I mean, I guess with Justin Fields available, they could be getting a guy there that would be a nice fit potentially. Um, but I don't know if they really really plan on going there. I'm going to pick uh, the offensive tackle for them from Oregon that uh, Sewell. Uh, I'm going to go with him there. I think they could use some help uh, on the offensive line. And he's a you know very athletic guy uh, coming out of Oregon, like I said there. So I'm going to go with some offensive line help for the Atlanta Falcons. Wow. What a shocker. Correct pick there. Um Obviously, I have the next pick at five as well. Um, I thought he was going to be locked for that easy pick. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, that's a major concern, too. You want to make sure that you continue to peck, protect Matt Ryan on that offense there. Again, he doesn't have the mobility he might kind of had once in his earlier days. And it obviously just helps shore up the running game, whoever they may actually start at running back outside of Mike Davis. Uh, definitely a pick that no one has mentioned in this entire draft. So uh, I like that, Cody, actually. that's That's a great pick, honestly. Um, but coming in at number five now, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this is a tough pick now because I thought O-line would be pretty self-explanatory. I don't think Slater, the guy from uh, North, uh, Northwestern, is a pick here at this point. A little early for me personally. So I guess if I can't trade it, let's go Kyle Pitts. Um, it, it's pretty self-explanatory. You've heard many stories about Kyle Pitts and the generational type of talent he has. Um, I know the wide receiver could have been mentioned here, but their current tight end and Drew Sample, he, he's nothing special. Kyle Pitts can be special in this offense, and he can be used on the outside. And I think he will just be able to do even more than a guy like Jamal Chase would be able to do on the offense for this team here. And it also helped give Joe Burrow a safety blanket as well over the middle that he already uh, has in like Boyd and even T. Higgins. So um, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, can't argue anywhere Kyle Pitts falls in this draft. Let's see. It's a little bit different than most mock drafts, as you see. You know, Lance at three. Usually, you'll see a, a different name there, and Seawall at four is an interesting pick, uh, as Stephen mentioned there. So we see Kyle Pitts to the Dolphins a lot, and with Kyle Pitts off the board, you have to go with the next best pass catcher, that's Jamar Chase. Got to get some weapons in this offense for uh, for Tua. If he's going to succeed, you got to surround him with uh, playmakers, and Jamar Chase is as good as they come. Uh, back when he and Justin Jefferson, you know, the the reigning offensive rookie of the year. Uh, for teammates, Jamar Chase actually outperformed him in college. So Chase, again, a very, very great uh, a talent, and two is going to be happy to have this guy. Yeah, I can't agree more on this. Not a whole lot to say. I think uh, Devontae Parker's on an expiring deal. They obviously have Will Fuller for one year. This locks up a, a, 
a top pass catcher in this draft class who who really is maybe behind Kyle Pitts. Maybe you would even say he's a generational talent at Jamar Chase. So he really gives you that uh, wide receiver one to build on. And Miami's got a good foundation going. Here at seven with the Detroit Lions, this is another candidate I think that that can move out of this pick, and I think they'll be looking to trade down. They actually have the least picks except for the Seahawks in the draft, and they need to reset this roster. However, we're not doing trades, so I think the, the best thing to do here, I don't think it's Waddle because I think they're looking for somebody a little bit bigger on the outside. Um, they did bring in Williams, but I don't think he's, he's really the future answer there. So I'm actually going to go for the first defensive player off the board and get them a linebacker in Micah Parsons in Detroit. Very athletic guy, can cover the field, go sideline to sideline, can, can cover, can come up and sack the quarterback. Um, it gives Dan Campbell a really good player to, to kind of get in that defense and anchor it. Yeah, that's a good pick there. I'm a, a big Penn State guy, so Micah Parsons is uh, – I'm a big fan of Micah Parsons as well, and, and I think he's going to be uh, just fine uh, at the next level here and, and a good pick there for the Detroit. But as I move to Carolina here, uh, it's interesting. You know, there's not a whole lot uh, here at the top of the board, at least anyway, that, you know, they, they have a huge need for. Uh, especially with Sewell, you know, gone already by myself at pick number four. But uh, uh, looking at the Panthers, they could use a corner. And Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech is the best corner, I think, in this draft. So I'm going to go with him here and and take him at eight. It's probably a little bit early for him, but uh, considering, you know, we're in a spot where we can't trade back or anything, uh, I'm going to reach a little bit and go with Caleb Farley. Yeah, that's, I think that's a pretty solid pick, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think I have. I think he's like the number two or three best cornerback, personally, in my opinion. Uh, and it's definitely a need of Carolina's right now. I mean, they need to continue to shore up that defense uh, while the offense looks like they're heading in the right direction at the moment with Sam Donald. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, find easier ways to get the offense the ball more. Farley can do that in the secondary. I think it's. I think it's a pretty solid pick overall. And I believe I'm up again with the Denver Broncos now. Let's see. Uh, yeah, Denver Broncos. So clearly the Denver Broncos are excited right now. They just had Justin Fields fall to them to the ninth pick here. That probably in the draft won't happen, but maybe. Who never know? Uh, but yeah, they're going to take Justin Fields here. I mean, one of the purest, I think, deep ball throwers in this in class. He's got great mobility to him. He's a 100% clear talent upgrade over a guy they already have in Drew Locke. Um Without having to trade up or give away anything, I mean, Justin Fields is a is a lock right here for Denver Broncos with the ninth pick. Yeah, the Denver Broncos are definitely uh, jumping up and down if this is to happen on draft day. And like Stephen just said, it it definitely or I can almost guarantee it won't be won't be possible to pick him at nine. I put to move up to get him if it, if it is their pick. But yeah, that'd be a great fit there and a lot of great offensive pieces around him just now. Need a quarterback to place, and Fields is that guy. So we're moving on to ten Dallas Cowboys. You know, they can go multiple ways here. Get that defense shirt up. Could have used some pieces there. But what really, you know, ignites this Cowboys offense is the success of Zeke Elliott. And that only comes along when you have a good offensive line. You know, a few years ago, they had one of the best offensive lines in, in modern-day history. It was a fantastic line. You know, injuries and and weird stuff to some of their players have have taken that away from them. So I think you have to go back to the drawing board and, and re, re-sure up that line. So 
best tackle available, Christian Darisaw, uh, right here. Uh, he is a, you know, he's not a seawall, but he's close. I, I don't think he gets the love that he deserves. I believe uh, a part of that is I didn't he sit out last. He opted out last season, I believe. Anyone can confirm that. Or am I thinking of uh I thought he played. Farley Farley opted out for tech, but I think Darisol played. No, Slater, I'm pretty sure opted out too. So I could He did. Slater did. Slater That's did. who it was. Okay. Yeah. So Darisol and Slater, I think they're they're kind of the two A, two B here. So I'm giving the nod to Darisol. I think he's more NFL ready, actually playing last year. So there's that. But yeah, Dallas Cowboys have Dak Prescott under this big deal and need to get Zeke going if they're gonna have success. So make sure they sure up the offensive line. This is an int- that's an interesting pick and and one that I I don't disagree with actually. Um, it's tough to not upgrade that defense because obviously the Dallas defense has been Swiss cheese for quite some time and getting another cornerback may be something that they're looking at in the draft. A lot of people are slotting um, Patrick Sertan to them just to get get them alongside Diggs. But I think getting an offensive tackle in that aging line and getting somebody new and fresh to just create some time for Dak, obviously coming off an injury. And like you said, getting Zeke more running lanes to get up the field. So I, I, I think it's, I think they can't go wrong there at number 11 for the New York giants. Um, I've seen a lot of wide receiver pick here. A lot of people that are really interested in Jalen Waddle. I actually think that Gettleman is going to go on the defensive side and with no trades here, and the way the board has fallen, I think they can take the top edge player here. And for me, that's Quiddy Pay. It gets them somebody strong on the outside that can get after the quarterback and really work on with Williams on the inside at really getting some pressure and allowing that defense to do something to get the ball back in Daniel Jones's hands. Yeah, definitely like that pick too, uh, getting um, a defensive guy there for the New York Giants. Um the Philadelphia Eagles here at pick 12, uh, you kind of gave me my choice here of Alabama wide receiver. I uh, kind of thought that maybe you would take one of them there, but uh, with my choice, I'm going to have to go Devonta Smith here for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. You look at the Eagles offensively, they, they just have, A, they've struggled to stay healthy, and B, the, the weapons that they do have or did have uh, were kind of, you know, they're kind of aging out, or like I said, they, they can't stay healthy. You got Deshaun Jackson out of town now. He's with the Rams, and, and Alshon Jeffrey is gone, and you are got a young quarterback here. you got to get a weapon for this guy. I know he measured, you know, a little small, Devonta Smith, but you saw what he did at Alabama last season. The guy is a phenomenal pass catcher, a phenomenal route runner. He's going to be a great wide receiver, I think, in the NFL. So uh, I think the Eagles getting him at 12 here would be huge. Yeah, no, um, I don't like him in Philly, but Philly does have a major need at wide receiver. Um, so, I mean, obviously it fits very well in, in that note there. I mean, you got to give, if you're Jalen Hurts is going to be your quarterback for at least this season, you got to give him an opportunity. And you can't give him four and five kind of type of wide receivers. Devontae Smith can be a wide receiver one in this league. I mean, man can be lined up all over the place. He's his size isn't great, but he makes up for it on a lot of different things, especially with his route running ability. So, in reality, the Eagles made a great pick, but I don't like him there, though. So, um, going to my pick number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers now, you know, model is definitely would be interesting if I wanted to go that route there, but you need to protect Justin Herbert. You need to make sure the run game is efficient going into next season here i mean there's other wide receivers at this pretty decently deep class that you can get another wide receiver later um 
I'm going to go with uh, Rashad uh, Slater, offensive lineman from uh, Northwestern. Uh, this guy, very talented uh, offensive lineman. I mean, sturdy, strong, great blocker. I mean, he moves. Uh, he's going to be someone who just kind of, you can either put it the left or right side, honestly, if you wanted to. Um, and he's going to be able to protect a guy like Justin Herbert for a very long time in this league. Thank you, coach. Thank you. You need to send it that way. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Slater to uh, Chargers should have a uh, Charger fan excited, as we just saw there. Justin is a Chargers fan, of course. So uh, that's a popular pick there, an offensive lineman going to the Chargers, and rightfully so. So let's be one of the Vikings. You know, if Slater was there, I probably would have put him at the Vikings, but he's not. So, you know, they've done a they've done a pretty decent job in building up this uh, secondary they have. You know, last year and years before, it was a, a weakness. But, you know, Patrick Peterson coming over. Um, sorry, Harrison Smith already there in the middle. You know, Jeff Gladney they took last year out of TCU. So why not bring in uh, another TCO product here, at Trayvon Mowring? The top safety in this class could be a little early for this guy. I like him though. He's got the height, six foot two, plays downhill, tacks the ball, uh, plays a run well, uh, ball hawking type of guy. And, you know, you slap him in with these names that are around you, and you have yourself uh, quite quite the. Uh, hold on. Do they have Patrick Peterson? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. All right. Yeah, they'll have themselves quite the uh, quite the secondary here. They take a an off season worth of. Uh, revamping and now they have themselves a, a very talented secondary that you know you have your veteran presence of Smith and Peterson but still a Gladney, a Woods, a Mowring, all these type of guys around him would definitely sure up that sure up that defense and make it a, a you know what the Vikings you know we, we typically see them as a defensive led football team. Yeah in the age of the spread NFL and, and offense is king I think getting players like Trayvon Mowring into systems where they can be Swiss Army knives and play a bunch of different roles in that defense where he could drop down, play a nickel corner role for him. He can go, you know, side by side with Harrison Smith. Trayvon Mogarig is one of the top defensive players in this class. He kind of falls down in a lot of mock drafts because of the fact that he is a safety and folks think that they can kind of cover with safeties later on. Um, I think this is a good fit here. Now at 15 for the New England Patriots. I'm going to go a little off script from what I have normally slotted them to kind of looking at their depth chart. And I'm going to go Christian Barmore here, interior defensive line. Um, he is big enough to play that nose tackle role in the New England defense and really give you a pass rusher at that nose tackle position. Patriots bring back some of their um, opt-outs from last year at the linebacking core. They still have Gilmore. They still have J.C. Jackson on the corners. Uh, safety is a little bit questionable for them, but with Morick off the board there, I just think Barmore can really give them a piece to set that defense apart. Yeah, so let's see here. Right, 16th pick, we've got the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Nate mentioned earlier, Minnesota Vikings now have Patrick Peterson on their team. So I think Arizona is going to really be looking to replace him early in this draft. And with Patrick Sertain on the board yet, I think I'm going to go there for the Cardinals at pick 16. Uh, the Cardinals have a great offense put together. I think the way their path to success here this season, I think is drafting some pieces, uh, getting that defense to gel together and they should be able to find some success. Kyler Murray and uh, all the receivers they have over there, Hopkins and, and all those guys. Uh, I think 
can can get the offense going. So if they can get a defensive piece here to really pick that defense up, I think uh, Patrick Sertain is a great pick. No, Patrick Sertain's a uh, perfect pick, honestly. Uh, I, I love Patrick Sertain. I mean, obviously, I, his father was a Dolphins for many years, so I always in, enjoyed that. But uh, him himself, I mean, he was he was solid for Alabama over the years. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a great corner, and they definitely could use a guy like that to replace a legend in Patrick Peterson like that. Uh, 17 uh, pick, I have the Las Vegas Raiders now, and I think we're going to go with uh, Jalen Phillips, edge up out of Miami here. Um, clearly a major need for this Raiders team here. Jalen Phillips, uh, he benefited from his uh, teammate Gregory, I can't say his last name, or can't remember his last name offhand. Uh, he's later in this draft, but he took a little bit of benefit in 2020 with him not being there, and he thrived last year. And they need to find a way to create pressure. He's he's very athletic. He's fast. He's he can move again as long as he can build up a little bit of muscle. Uh, he, he would be a great pick for this team here, and to give them kind of a pressure when they have to be with some great uh, quarterbacks now, and Mahomes and Herbert now, and maybe Justin Fields. It seems like so. Yeah, you're looking. You're thinking of a uh, Rosu there. Rosu, uh, yes. Yeah. So there's that. The Raiders definitely need an edge presence. They need some kind of pressure on the opposing uh, quarterback because last year and year past that has been non-existent for them. So let's move on to 18. Dolphins second pick of the draft. You know, it would be quite interesting. You know, six pick going Jamar Chase and and Jalen Waddle still sits there on the board. They could uh, put together quite the offense. Uh, for two of moving forward, but I'm not going to go that route. I'm going to go Jeremiah Oswo Karama. I don't know if I said that correctly. Anyhow, he's <laughs> like, he's, uh, he, he's, he's one of those, we talk about Swiss army knife type of players. He, he does it all. He can play safety. He'll probably play, play linebacker, uh, at this point of his, uh, career uh, in the NFL, at least. You know, we, we've seen players like this last year coming out of the draft, and we were really high on on the likes of um, oh, 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 Clemson, Clemson, Clemson. Why am I blinking? He's in the Cardinals now. Uh, Simmons, Isaiah Simmons. Yes, okay. Yeah, we were real high on Isaiah Simmons last year, and this is a kind of player similar, not of Simmons, you know, uh, pedigree, I guess you could say. But he is a fantastic, movable piece on defense. You know, we have the Dolphins here. A lot of young pieces going on this offense. Really need to shore up this defense. Even though their secondary is already stellar, they could use a, a leader on, on defense, middle linebacker that can bounce around and just do a lot of things. And, and, you know, you're picking 18 with your second pick of the draft. You can kind of take a swing at this type of guy. And if he hits, this is uh, exactly what you need uh, to have a future defensive franchise piece. Yeah, I love Jeremiah Wosu Koromoa. Um, he is a piece that I, I compare a lot to a Derwin James type player. If he even comes up into be 75% of what Derwin James is and can stay healthy, you've got a really good piece for Brian Flores, who obviously comes from a Bill Belichick um, coaching tree. He loves those guys that are very versatile, and Koromoa can really be a good piece in that Miami defense and can drop back to safety as well. 19, you can go ahead and send it at this point. They would love to not have to trade up and get this guy, but it's going to be Mac Jones for the Washington football team. 
allows them to bring a quarterback in possibly for the future, sit behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. A um, little bit questionable with his arm strength, but he's very smart. Um, he's got some sneaky mobility to where he can move around in the pocket, and he could become a guy um, that they can build around. That offensive line is pretty solid, and that defense is really good. So they need somebody that can manage the game, not turn the ball over, and he could turn into something down the road. Yeah, that's a good pick there. I <laughs> You kind of stole him from me there. I was going to go Mac Jones for Chicago here at pick number 20, uh, but – uh, a good pick there for for the Washington football team for sure. So for the Bears, obviously they have quarterback concerns. They've had them for a while, and they're going to continue to have them, I think, uh, this season. But uh, to protect the quarterback that they do have, I guess uh, would be best to take an offensive lineman. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Tevin Jenkins here. Uh, grab him, uh, like I said, a, a nice piece to protect – uh, I don't, who is the quarterback in Chicago now? Is it Andy Dalton, the starter? Yep, for the, the Red Rocket. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, so yeah, they're going to need to protect him, grab an offensive tackle here at pick 20. Damn you, Cody. The Colts were looking at this guy here. Uh, yeah, Jenkins. Uh, Jenkins is nice. Uh, he's a big guy. I mean, he's 6'6". Six, six. I mean, he's, he's a strong he's a strong lineman. And, you know, he's played times at guard, he played times at tackle, played times at left and right tackle. Um, and he sort of blossomed in his final two years in the league here. Um, I really thought he could go to the Colts. I think he could have been a really strong lineman. Um, but, again, he goes to the Bears now, and I, I, lo- I love that pick there for them as well. I mean, they need to continue to rebuild that O-line for their future quarterback that they will ever have outside of Andy Dalton now. So. All right, so I have picked 21, which was the Indianapolis Colts, and honestly, I think I might take a luxury pick here. Uh, I did not expect this player to be here at this point in the draft. I mean, I think the Colts are going to go ahead and take Jalen Waddell. Uh, I mean, yeah, we have Michael Pittman, who's young, coming up. Paris Campbell, we still don't know. He's been too injury-prone. T.Y. Hilton's on his last year. I mean, we're talking about a guy in Jalen Waddell who people are comparing him to the T. the Tyreek Hill, um, I don't know how we not put another weapon around Carson Wentz to give him every possibility to succeed as Indianapolis Colts, but Jalen Waddle, I mean, the fact he is tremendous. You know, people look at his numbers and say, well, he didn't perform that well in college, but he had to deal with some injuries, which kind of sucked. But if you look at his game-by-game numbers, he dominated each and every single game he played, and he's fast. He's very fast. He's can run routes very well, I mean, very well, and he's going to make a great addition to this Colts team, whether he starts this year or he just contributes as a backup guy. Uh, he's going to be fantastic for the Colts now in the future. Yeah, this would be a, like you said, luxury pick here, and Carson Wentz would be extremely happy going from what he had in, in Philadelphia to be thrown to Waddle and and uh Pittman and and whatnot that'd be that'd be uh, great for him and a nice step forward from what he was going through. Let's see here. Oh, 22. So we've what, 11 picks, 10 picks left in this draft. We're here at the Tennessee Titans. I think they're in the same boat as this Las Vegas um, Raiders, where they need some edge presence. They need some help getting to the uh, to the opposing quarterback and I'm going to take my pick here of the edge availabilities you know they're kind of all over the place here you can kind of rank the whoever's left at this point I'm going Jason Oa out of 
Penn State University. Why I like my tight ends to be tall and lengthy. Six foot five, two fifty seven. You know, he he's still young, still a bit raw. So there is some, uh, he, there is still some uh, some progress to be made there. But he's like, uh, who, who was it last year? Gross Matos, out of Penn State. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're kind of similar players, you know, extremely athletic, fast around the corners, great hands, just a bit raw. And, you know, you're going to get a great edge rusher out of these guys. Six foot five, you know, the, the likes around him, uh, you know, we can go with uh, Osei or, you know, the the Wake Forest product there. What's his name? Bashman or Bashmore? Basham. Basham. But they're, you know, they're a little bit smaller in, in terms of height. And like I said, I like my my edge rushers to be as, as tall and as long as possible. So uh, I like this pick here. And the Titans need some help getting to the quarterback. Yeah, I, I like this pick just because Jason Owe has the athletic has has an athletic pedigree that can really match up and do some damage in the NFL game. He didn't have big sack numbers coming out of Penn State, but he did really well against the run. Actually, for a guy with that, like you, you would think he he really focuses on getting after the quarterback with his athletic ability. He was really good in the run. I think the sack numbers can be a little bit. Um, they, they leave a little bit sometimes in the college game. So I think Owe gets in a system with the Tennessee Titans and really can get after it, kind of like a, um, a Jadavion Clowney did for the Titans in that one-year deal he had with them. For 23, the New York Jets, um, a lot of times I've seen a running back go here. I would love to pair a running back in that offense to give Zach Wilson someone. But I think with Robert Sala coming in, he's really going to look to shore up a little bit on that defense. And when you have two first-round picks and you can really focus on some things, I think cornerback is really an area they can they can upgrade. And with J.C. Horn still on the board here at 23, I do not believe that he will be on the board at 23 next Thursday. But – Got to go J.C. Horn here. Gives you a press cover man guy, somebody that Salah can get jacked up the way he does on the sidelines um, and really get after opposing wide receivers in that uh, NFC East. No, not NFC East. I'm sorry. Um, What conference is that? Why am I blinking? (laughs) AFC East. (laughs) Yeah, we're all – we've all been there. Yeah, but J.C. Horn here at 23, I think, gives them a really good piece to build around. Yeah, definitely agree. I like that pick there for the Jets. So pick 24, Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, there's a smart pick here, I think, and that's an offensive lineman, but I'm going to make the sexy pick here, the pick that I really want to see happen, and that's Najee Harris, the Alabama running back, going to the Pittsburgh Steelers at pick 24. This guy's a huge running back, very versatile. He can catch passes out of the backfield. He'll run right through you. He's got good speed. He's he's a great all-around running back, I think, coming out of this class. And you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, they just lost uh, James Conner. And they're looking now, you know, they're currently coming into the season. They just signed uh, Kalen Balage, and they've got Benny Snell. Uh, they need a true running back in this backfield, and I think Najee Harris could supply that from the start. Yeah, um, I mean, you I think you got the second easiest pick in the entire draft there, uh, Cody. I mean, Najee Harris to the Steelers is is almost a slam dunk. I mean, it fits the style of what the Steelers ha- need in a running back and what they've always done with running backs. Uh, so fantastic pick there. Um, 
I'm sitting at pick 25 with the Jacksonville Jaguars back on the board once again. And I'm trying to think out which way to go here. And mm, I think I'm going to go corner. I'm going to go with Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, This kid from Florida State, I mean, if you remember his father in the league years ago, he dominated at the corner position here. And I think he can do the same as well. Again, he's a little shorter, which is kind of a knack a lot of people say on him. But uh, he plays big. Um, he can keep up with cornerbacks. He's tough. He's competitive. He's physical with the corners. And I think here just bring a kind of uh, dog mentality to the position there that they could help get one guy on the defensive side of the ball now and um, kind of st- get that secretary back to what it used to be many years ago. Yeah, I can't argue with you there. Uh, the only downfall, like you said, for Samuel is his height. I think he's 5'10", but he has the athleticism to make up for that. And and, uh, you know, the, what he lacks in length, he makes up for an explosiveness and athleticism. So can't go wrong there, uh, especially at this point in the draft. So 26 for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, let's see. They, they recently signed Clowney uh, to a one-year deal, but he's still there. Um, they have some more holes they can fill. Their defense, they've done a great job building this defense. And they've made great strides in improving this offensive line, which, you know, just two or three years ago was one of the worst in the league. think they can invest in, into another piece here. Uh, Elijah Very Tucker is is the best offensive lineman left on the on the draft or on the board, but I'm gonna go with Jalen Mayfield just because of his versatility. Jalen Mayfield can cover inside and out, and they have some great picks here. The the Browns do uh, in recent drafts all on the offensive line. You know Willis, uh, Jedrick Willis last last season was a great pick, and that's really securing for them. They have Conklin out there, so tackles just kind of kind of solidified for them, but. Wouldn't it be uh, a bad thing to get some length or some, get some depth. Plus, you can get yourself a starting interior uh, offensive lineman here in Mayfield. And I think Mayfield is very undervalued for what he did up there in Michigan. And I just, you know, if you listen to this podcast before, I, I've I've toted him up and I like him a lot. So uh, I'd love to see him go here and Browns take that next security step to really solidify the offensive line. And you know, we saw what that did last year and made him a playoff team and just in, you know improving the offensive line by the draft last year. Yeah, if I've learned anything doing mock drafts with you is that you love some Jalen Mayfield, my friend. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it's a team that wants to run the ball. Uh, drafting O-line usually in the first round does not it, – it's not a hankering on your team. It's, you know, you're getting depth. You're getting guys that can get in and get after it and maul. And it's an area where you get some injuries, so he could, he could really slot in and be very versatile for you. Another thing to look for with the Cleveland Browns now that they have drafted Clowney is – if Barmore doesn't go high, Barmore's a slot here, or maybe even Levi Onwuzurike uh, to fill in that to. and fill in that hole with Sheldon Richardson being released. Um, just just for the listeners there, but at 27 to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, this is a guy I've slotted to them the whole time. I really believe that this guy could have been a top 15 pick. Had he not, had he been in a better situation, he opted out in the beginning of the year last year, but then came back and played, and that is Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. It gives Lamar Jackson a target who is a top-flight route runner in this class. He was a top-receiving prospect coming in, and it's just somebody that is a, a sure-handed guy that, that kind of really – um, complements what they already have with Hollywood Brown. So I'm going to go uh, Rashad Bateman here at 27 to the Ravens. Yeah, I absolutely love Rashad Bateman coming into the league uh, as a prospect here at wide receiver. 
Uh, I don't know if I love his uh, fantasy uh, potential with the Baltimore Ravens, uh, but yeah, Rashad Bateman, I think, is going to be a great wide receiver. I have him uh, ranked pretty high as far as fantasy uh, wide receivers go for for dynasty rankings. But as I move on to the New Orleans Saints here at pick 28, a couple different ways to go here. Uh, Edge rusher would be... Uh, a, a nice pick here with Aziz Ojulari available yet. Uh, could go cornerback as, as well. Uh, I think I'll just go with the edge. I'll go with Aziz Ojulari out of Georgia. Uh, big guy, uh, nice edge rusher for New Orleans Saints. Uh, I, I'm very interested to see what the Saints end up looking like, you know, with the, the whole uh, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill offense uh, quarterback battle there going on or, or who's going to start there and what that offense is going to look like. But uh, their defense, I think, is going to have to play a lot better this year for them to uh, stay in games and be a, be a threat in the NFC South. So uh, take a defensive piece here and, and hope that you can shore up that defense a little bit. Yeah, especially with Jameis Winston turning the ball over so much, they need to they need to make sure their defense can uh, stay <laughs> stay fresh and young to keep up with that. So uh, it's definitely a solid pick there, Cody. Um, I'm up on the board again with the Green Bay Packers here now, and there's a couple different ways you could go here. Um, definitely, offensive line is a is a need for them for sure. Um, you know, there's some defensive help they could use for sure, but. I think this is the year they get Aaron Rodgers, their weapon. Now, uh, I'm going to be choosing a Moore, but it's not Rondell Moore. It's Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Old Miss here. Um, I, I think this kid has tremendous talent. He's been rising up a lot of draft boards over the last month now here, man. This guy has big playability to his game. Uh, he's quick, easily separates from defenders on his route running ability there. Um I think he's a special talent that I think will be shown in this first round here. Um, and I think Green Bay just makes sense. Um, I mean, almost any wide receiver, you could say, makes sense for Green Bay. But I just love Elijah's more talent overall. And I think her blend well with this offense here and really help Aaron Rodgers stop forcing the ball to Devontae Adams 45 times a game. So um, Elijah Moore is my pick. All right. Yeah. Like you said, uh, Packers, please draft a wide receiver. Uh, just so we can stop pretending like uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling is something or any one of that nature can be have value. We quit overvaluing them going into the season. Anyhow, Buffalo Bills here at 30. This will be my last pick of the draft. Not sure. You know, the Bills can go a lot of ways. They can use some depth on the defensive side of the ball, but, uh, you know, you know, offense is pretty solid. Maybe a Travis Etienne, but then they have three straight years of early investments in the running backs. Don't think that makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to go off script here and project Pat Ferris move here from Penn State, the tight end. Uh, if it wasn't for Kyle Pitts, he would, you know, be talked about a lot more as a first uh, round tight end. But let's give let's give Josh Allen another another target. You know, Dawson Knox really isn't the answer there. So why not give him a big guy over the middle? Ferris is what like six foot four, six five. He's a quality blocker as well, which would be great for Josh Allen's rushing ability and whatnot. So I like that pick here. Uh, you know, not really on brand that you would see often, but when you're picking 30th here and you have a complete roster like the Bills, why not give your uh, superstar, uh, that's why I said Josh Allen superstar, superstar quarterback, a, uh, a another big weapon. 
Yeah, I mean, I think tight end is, is an area they could potentially upgrade. I think you would have done the fantasy community a, a blessing there, Nate, if you would have put Travis Etienne in Buffalo um, yeah, and let him be a feature back in that offense with Josh Allen. Um, oh I think goodness. that would be the – yeah. I mean, yes, they have, they've invested too much in running backs in, in early rounds recently, but they've missed – they have the roster where they could potentially do it again, but I but I don't think you're wrong here that tight end is an area for them as well. So um, anybody that any offensive talent you can get into Dabo's offense, um, I think it is a slam dunk. At 31 for the Kansas City Chiefs, as much as it pains me to pick for them, um, I think they could go a lot of different ways here. Um, offensive tackle is is an area I think they really need to upgrade and get somebody that's plug and play. They also could go linebacker here. Um, I'm going to go need just from the Super Bowl and just the way this board is, has fallen and and somebody that I'm starting to really like a lot as a plug and play when somebody when you really need somebody that could come in on the left side of the line and shore up shore up that tackle position. That's Liam Liam Eikenberg out of Notre Dame. He's not flashy. He's not going to pop off the page for you. But if you look at his video, he, he's kind of the definition of a plug and play. And if you develop him right, he could be a long term offensive left tackle for you in the NFL. Yeah, I like that pick there, too. Going back to Nate with the Bills there, you definitely took <laughs> stole my thunder there. I was taking Pat Fryer me with, with pick 32 for the Bucks. <laughs> but uh, I guess now what we're looking at here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, I'm going to go wide receiver, and I'm going to go with uh, Rondale Moore from Purdue. Um, I like this guy a lot. He's on the smaller side. A little bit of a speedster for Purdue, but really great playmaker. Uh, if the Bucks uh, don't end up bringing back Antonio Brown, I think he'd be a good replacement there for him. So uh, Rondale Moore, and I'll close out the first round with a flashy wide receiver for Tampa Bay. Yeah, and that's it. That's uh, our run through here the four of us and what we could see i guess come uh, thursday but no matter how much of this you do and how much of your life you dedicate towards us we see this year in year out it's not going to go the way we think it is there's going to be some moves there's going to be some trades you can assume possibly four definitely if not five quarterbacks off the board in the top 10 picks a lot of shuffling to be going on and you know the nfl draft is something we are we all love it love to to watch and follow and do all these projections for it's just the 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 unpredictability of it is what makes it so great as well but yeah a lot of implications moving forward a lot of you know new teams getting quarterbacks or a lot of fantasy value to be had with some of these players but yeah uh, a lot of fun and it, it was a real great time going through this uh you know what is this our third podcast mock draft uh, on the we know fantasy podcast or network so it's a fun time so uh yeah thursday We'll be, you know, a few days from now, possibly we'll be live streaming like we did last year. A few of us just hanging out, having a few alcoholic beverages and just talking the NFL draft on our Twitch channel. So uh, look forward to that as well. If you uh, want to hang out with us and do some chatting with us as we talk about some picks and their fantasy relevance and what happens just as the night progresses and just a just a fun time to hang out with us and and talk to us. So uh, look out for that on our on our social media and be sure to follow us on social media at we know fancy Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Before we get off here, Stephen, where people find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me over at Coach Stephen P. Easy enough. Cody, where people find you? 
You can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. And Justin. You can find me on Twitter at JF Hornets25. All right, guys, be sure to visit our website. Again, we know fans.com. A lot of fancy sports content, a lot more than just fantasy football here for the We Know Fancy crew. We got NASCAR, we got golf, baseball, basketball, you name it, we have you covered. All right, guys, until next time, we'll see you.